0: What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football Bleacher Reports, NFL Draft and College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller, lead NFL draft writer at Bleacher Report. Joined on a Monday morning, Mello and I are in Kansas City in a hotel room. Connor is in Hoboken, as always, probably ready to fly out tomorrow, or today, as you guys are listening to this, we will be in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. I'm excited to be there. Mello, in your Chiefs hoodie, a little sad right now, a little depressed. We just got done watching the AFC championship game. I really thought the chiefs were going to finally defeat the Patriots, but we get another year of watching Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Connor, I know you're used to that.
1: Yeah, this is nothing new. This is the least shocking thing ever. I said when that they left too much time and then the chiefs actually somehow got down the field and tied it, but NFL over time. I mean, I'm not blaming anything here. This is new. England is masterful. At managing the game and they put them in, you know, put themselves in position to win that game. No matter what you think of the NFL overtime rules or the way it's structured, not a fan. it's just amazing. Yeah. It, I'm not a fan either, but at the end of the day new England has just, they've mastered managing an NFL game. And it, it, this is the least talented. I think new England team, I feel like I've seen so far and Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Julian Edelman, even Rob Gronkowski for all the, you know, talk of him being a, a shell of himself makes big plays. So it's, be careful it's, it's there, really Connor, incredible.
0: because yeah. Bill Belichick's going to have that on a billboard next week. Connor Rogers, of Bleacher Report says this is the least talented Patriots team yeah. we've ever seen. It, it really is. is. It's going to be billboard material. It's going to be you and Colin Coward talking shit and, and getting people fired up. We do have a great <laughs> show though. We're not going to dive super deep into Patriots, Chiefs or Ram Saints, We're here to get you guys ready for Senior Bowl week. This is our Senior Bowl preview show. We are going to lead things off with some news and notes from around the NFL as they pertain to the NFL draft, but we're going to go preview heavy, hard quarterbacks, running backs, skill players, offensive line, D-line, edge, linebacker, and then those secondary players as we get you guys ready for the 2019 Reese's Senior Bowl. But let's start here, guys. I've been out all week, as you all know, in Los Angeles, working the NFL PA games, scouting out there and one of the cool things not only to get to see the players in la or to hang out in the rose bowl but to get to interact with some of the scouts and coaches who were out there it's a great staff chuck pagano was actually the head coach of one of the teams now the defense coordinator for the bears so did his team lose uh his team won what? for the first time ever actually the american team won for the first time in nflpa history so there's that so getting to talk to these guys, you you come away for a feel of what's happening around the league. We'll get more of that in Mobile, obviously. But I wanted to drop a couple nuggets on you guys and get your feedback. One thing that I'm hearing is that NFL teams believe Alabama running back Damian Harris will fall in the draft after losing his job to Josh Jacobs and also declining a senior bowl invite. I'm hearing round three for a guy that some of us I think I fell into this category for a brief amount of time, thought could be a round one running back. And I don't know if you can even honestly say he lost his job. That's Alabama. That's what they do. They will give their seniors the ball all year long, and then when it counts and when they need to, they'll bring in another running back, just like they did your boy Trent Richardson, and they'll give him some carries when he needs to. So I don't know that he lost his job, but in him not going to the senior bowl, um, I think it does hurt him. I think he could have gone there and maybe walked away with the second-round grade. I don't think he's a first-round running back, but he could have really helped himself out this week at the Senior Bowl, and he's not going to go there. So I don't even know if he really hurt himself. I mean, he is who he is, but he could have proven some people wrong if he were at the Senior Bowl.
1: Yeah, I think when it comes down to it for me with Damian Harris, he's just kind of solid at everything. I don't really think he's great at anything, and and I think – in each draft, teams are looking for, I don't want to say like niche running backs, but guys that can bring a different element to their team. Like when you look at whether it's Daryl Henderson, right from Memphis, speed, incredible, incredible speed, Josh Jacobs, power, you know, pass protection and even pass catching David Montgomery, another guy, power and balance contact balance. I The thing is, like, what when you look at Damian Harris, what does he jump out and do better than everyone else? And and I don't have an answer for that. I just think the answer is none.
0: And guys like that, we generally see, right? They fall a little bit in the draft, even though uh, you come from an Alabama and you have some skill sets that maybe you can catch the ball, maybe you can run with power, but you get overshadowed by guys like David Montgomery, like Darrell Henderson, like Josh Jacobs. So I think that's where we're at right now. But next bit of news I wanted to drop on you guys. Here's something sources tell me, and maybe we throw some money on this. Four quarterbacks will be drafted in the first round with three in the top ten. Who wants those odds? I'm I'm not making another quarterback bet. (laughs) 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 Fuck that. Connor, you're up, buddy. (laughs) Oh,
1: man. I don't know if I'm going to put a tattoo on it. Well, I didn't say that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Connor, you just have to
0: say it. You don't have to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But listen. Uh, this is what it comes down to and just piggybacking off of what's Matt's reporting. I've heard very similar that at the NFL teams that they really start building up. Hey, how, how are things going to fall here? And a lot of teams believe that it's going to fall where Dwayne Haskins, drew lock, Daniel Jones, and Kyler Murray will all go in the first round. Now the part of this bet that I'm a little, you know, hesitant on is three in the top 10, not crazy, but I think the wild card is Kyler Murray. Can Kyler Murray find his way into the top 10?
0: And I think it's sounding more and more like it's going to happen in the totally. top 10 even. Yeah. I know he's first round buzz, but I think he is still in play for the first round pick number one overall. And, that's, yeah, him and that echoes things Connor, that you and I have both heard independently that we've talked about. So glad that we're all three in agreement that maybe we wouldn't do it, but it could still happen. Oh yeah. Like I, I would have taken Darnold first overall last year, but guess what? That didn't happen. Uh, and it, all it takes is one team, the Arizona Cardinals falling in love with Kyler Murray and saying, yep, that's our guy. We're going to move on from Josh Rosen.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's also really interesting. Like we've talked about the Cardinals might even be able to slide out of that number one pick, get some more assets and take Kyler Murray, whether it's somewhere in the the back half of the top 10. So I mean, Matt, just to let you kind of expand on this report, those are the four guys you're expecting, right?
0: They absolutely are, and I think right now the feeling is actually that it would be Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, and Drew Locke as top 10 picks, and then Daniel Jones coming in to round out that as a top 15 guy. Obviously, what happens this coming week in Mobile is huge because we're going to see Drew Locke. We're going to see Daniel Jones, and like last year, we went down there the talk was, okay, we have Baker Mayfield, we have Josh Allen, let's see who emerges. And we, I feel like on the stick-to-football crew, we're very unbiased, very open. And I remember after the first practice with you guys, we saw Josh and and Baker on the same team, and we all said, you know what? Baker had a better day. His teammates responded better to him. He's a natural leader. He's energetic. I I think this week we're going to get to see some of the same with Drew Locke and Daniel Jones out there. Who's going to come away as that QB one immobile and could push their stock up.
1: Yeah. And D- Daniel Jones, something about him just screams New York giants to me. I don't know why I've just felt this way. Tone White, He screams. I- <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And, and I mean, I'm excited to see him this week because I think this is a week where I have questions about Daniel Jones and drew lock and we're going to be on the field watching them throw. So I don't know if there's enough, that either of them can do or I'm going to come out of this week and say, yeah, those are top 10 picks. But at the end of the day, I I want to see why teams are at least thinking in that process.
0: And to me, Daniel Jones, he just reminds me so much of Ryan Tannehill. I can't get over it. It's so he looks, he throws the ball. He's a little bit athletic, right? So it just he has to prove me wrong. He's got to sell himself to me this week that he is not Ryan Tannehill. Well, that'll leave a bad taste in your mouth. Mello just here to crush all your quarterback. <laughs> dreams, I usually people. do that. Oh, my goodness. All right. Last bit of news. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately, didn't really have the ball a whole lot in the AFC Championship game, didn't have a whole lot of chances to make the plays that we saw turn him into what I believe an MVP type season. But Adam Schefter said uh, Sunday morning that the Chiefs are prepared to give Patrick Mahomes the the biggest contract in NFL history. Upwards of $200 million in the year 2020. That's NFL news, but it impacts the draft. It impacts free agency. And I just want to get on record of saying it is so smart to re-up Mahomes as soon as possible. Instead of waiting and picking up a fifth-year option and then franchising him and going through this whole Kirk Cousins bullshit. You save so much money and you create so much goodwill by locking this young man up as soon as humanly possible. The price is only going up. hes I don't think he's going to regress to a fact where the Chiefs are saying, oh, okay, maybe we wait another year to cut that deal. Like He's just going to perform and prove what he is on the field, which is the MVP of the league in his first year as a starter. So, yeah, go ahead and get that deal signed by February.
1: It's really interesting. It's something that you have to question will teams look to do? Of course, maybe getting them off that rookie dollars in the short term increases your cap, but the long term, like you said, those contracts can age like wine. I mean, when you look across the league right now, like that's just how it goes. In three years, the quarterback money is blown out of the water with the difference. So maybe that's the thought process there. And also maybe it's mostly backloaded too. So, I mean, good for Mahomes. At the end of the day, this season... I've come away with just that this guy is the face of the league or will be the face of the league for so long. And when least you can th- the hair. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything, when you look at the way he's doing things that no one has done when all is said and done, not to get too crazy, especially after a night where they did lose to the greatest quarterback of all time. And Tom Brady, sorry guys, but when, and sorry to myself, but when it comes down to it, Pat Mahomes is already on pace to be you know, the, the greatest statistical quarterback of all time, and that wouldn't shock me at all.
0: I mean, the throw that he made tonight on that quick slant— uh, which was like another underhand pass. I don't even know what to call it. He's just amazing every week. It's like if you could get Brett Favre to focus and care about football and not just go out there and throw the football it's, around. That's what Pat true. Mahomes is. Like he cares. He can read a defense, he knows what the nickel defense is, plus he can make all the throws. All right, y'all. We promise you a senior bowl preview. You're going to get a senior bowl preview. We're going to go position by position, breaking it down. We each picked one player to talk about. Let's just start here with the quarterbacks. Mello gave him the kiss of death compared him to Ryan Tannehill. I see more of like a skinny Carson Wentz. When I watch Daniel Jones from Duke, I do believe he has the talent to potentially become QB one in this draft. Thanks to his experience as a starter, the talent we saw coming from a David Cutcliffe offense and his dual threat ability. I want to be proven wrong, I guess, about Daniel Jones. I'm going to go to Mobile with an open mind, but he's the quarterback I'm most excited to see. And I'm, I am very excited to see him too. I, I think one of these guys has to solidify themselves or, or get away from the group at least. We've got to have some separation by the end of the week. So I'm going to go back to the well uh, from the summer. I really was excited about Jared Stidham. And what he could bring to the senior class. uh, And he shit the bed. There's no easy way to say that. Uh, So I want to see what he can do in Mobile. Is he the quarterback that I saw at the end of his junior year? Or is he the quarterback that we saw at the beginning of his junior year? And his whole fucking senior year? Because it didn't look good. Can he correct it? Can he be the round one quarterback I thought he was? If he can look like he did in the bowl game. Exactly. uh, Then he might be a round one quarterback. Who is he? Like, Is he the most inconsistent quarterback of all time? Or is he like one of these guys that could get into the first round, maybe be the third quarterback in this draft.
1: Yeah, and I got, I mean, all eyes on Drew Locke for me, and this is kind of the opposite of you guys. I guess the same as Melo, where I'm going in not expecting much, or I have questions or doubts, I should say. I'm going in and looking at this, like, Drew Locke is getting legitimate top 15 talk around the league right now. Guys, I don't think, I I don't know if I'll have a second-round grade on him. I really don't. I, I mean... Like, and like, you know how much of a doubter I was at Josh Allen. I still got a second round grade on him because of raw talent. I don't think Locke is that kind of raw talent because he's not the athlete that Allen was. So, when it comes down to it for me, I'm watching Drew Locke this week a- as much as I can and just picking different, you know, scouts and execs' brains. Hey, what is it with this guy? Is there some kind of correctable issue that they see? Because, I mean, there's arm talent there, but once again, I, I just
0: I want to see it up close. There's a lot of arm talent. There's a lot of missteps throwing off your back foot. You so know who he's working with? I don't. Jordan Palmer. Oh, that's, that's good. That's great, great advice. <laughs> Heard here on Stick to Football. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, what should I do? Uh, Yep, work with Jordan Palmer. Good. Thanks, Drew. Go ahead make sure you hit that subscribe button. We know you're listening.
1: Yeah. Leave a five-star <laughs> review while you're at it, too. Yeah,
0: please do. Even uh, through my I, hating. I'm, Connor, I'm with you, though, man. Like, I've watched this kid play a ton being a Missouri guy, right? We've seen him. All our friends are always like, hey, Drew Locke, Drew Locke. And it's like, gosh, I don't see it either. So this this will be a good week to see him in person, see what's actually out there away from the Mizzou scheme a little bit. Let's move on to running backs, a position that I actually think this might be the weakest position in Mobile this year just because so many juniors come out. Guys like Damian Harris opt out. Bryce Love gets hurt. Uh, Jalen Moore gets hurt. I want to highlight a guy that I actually saw last week at the NFL PA out in LA and that's Wes Hills from a tiny little college, but is a big, big man. He has incredible power. Uh, I walked out on the field and uh, I saw him playing. And I was like, who is this from slippery rock? And I <laughs> so pull great. out my phone, look him up real quick. And I was like, Oh my God, it's the, yeah, it's this like running back. Who's a little bit of an older prospect He is built like a brick house, 6'2", 218, caught the ball very well. He was by far the best player at NFLPA, which I know might be a low bar, but he definitely earned the call-up this week. I'm excited to see him against better comp. It it almost feels like David Johnson coming out of Northern Iowa, a big guy that can catch the ball well. We'll see what kind of senior bowl he can have because David Johnson came down here and tore it up, and then he's done fairly well when he's healthy in the NFL, so I'm excited to see him too. I also want to throw out... Uh, I'm kind of like a closet Michigan fan. I really like their prospects. Karan Higdon is a guy I've been watching all year. I think he has a great work ethic. He comes to work every day for that Michigan team. I know he didn't play in the fucking bowl game. Who cares? But he is going to be a mature running back who knows what to do, who knows how to come in there and work. And he's also great on the field too. High character guy. I want to see what he can do if maybe he can get himself into the second round. I would say he's probably in the third, fourth round, day three type guy right now. So what can he do? Not a whole lot of talent at running back. I think he's the most talented running back at the Senior Bowl.
1: And like Matt said, kind of an underwhelming group as we go into Senior Bowl week. Hopefully they come out of it being some big winners. I'm watching Bruce Anderson from North Dakota State. He's been an effective player for them since he got to campus. I I mean, when you look in... As a freshman, just a great kick returner and a guy that's really been, uh, you know, a do-it-all running back for a couple of years now. I, th- I think he's has really good acceleration. He catches the ball really well, as much as they don't, you know, give him a lot of targets. So for me, it's Bruce Anderson this week and just another kind of—I don't want to say small school guy because North Dakota State has become a bit of a powerhouse. But when it comes down to it, this is the FCS guy to watch for me.
0: I, I can honestly say I've seen like. 12 snaps out of both of your running backs this year. <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to see them because I haven't yet. Yeah, it'll be fun. I love Bruce. I'm happy that he got the call up. I, I know a lot of fans wanted Easton stick there as well. We saw him at Shrine Game Week. Didn't wow. have the best week. Maybe answered some questions there. Let's move on to, we were talking to our boy Austin, who's going to be shadowing us at the Senior Bowl for the first time this year and, and about how to go about practices, what to watch. And I said, man, I love... Wide receiver, corner, one-on-ones. That's where it's at. And this dude that I'm going to highlight, I think wins a lot of these one-on-ones. Debo Samuel from South Carolina would have been a second-round pick last year had he not got injured. Had some foot injuries, bounced back strong this year. Dude is just quick. Nicknamed this man Scoot because he's just Scoot, Scoot, Scoot all over the field. Exceptional yak. Very smooth route runner. I'm excited to see Debo Samuel healthy. And I think this is the type of event. Do y'all remember Braxton Miller in Mobile where it was like he was just cutting up the field and we were like, oh, my God. Like Braxton is just carving up the turf and pushed himself up the board. Debo Samuel does the same thing this week. I mean, you can't argue against that athletic ability. It's been present ever since he was a freshman at South Carolina. So him coming to the senior bowl is going to be great. I'm going to highlight another guy that we've heard about for a very long time, David Sills V. Uh, we're talking about him as maybe one of the best receivers in the whole nation, maybe even a quarterback. You talk about Ryan Tannehill. Maybe this is Ryan Tannehill. But I want to see if he can really separate against this good Uh, talent at the senior bowl because he does play in the big 12. It seems like every single receiver from the big 12 is open all the time. He had a great quarterback thrown to him and Will Greer. So let's find out what kind of receiver he is. I know he's dangerous in the red zone because he catches everything, but what else can he do?
1: One of my favorite things is when you go in to watch a player and you come out of it, you know, really watching someone else, like you're like 15 snaps in and you're like, damn, who the hell is this? I'm going to move on to this guy instead. And like, so I was watching Tyree Jackson, who's just got a fantastic arm. Another guy we're going to be watching down there. And I knew about his wide receiver, Anthony Johnson, because he's been a legitimate player and a legitimate prospect for a while. But I moved on really quickly to watching him because if he could really bail this guy out, he can go up and win the football, even when he doesn't, you know, win the route. And I think, do I think he has great long speed? Not necessarily, but he finds ways to win vertically, whether it's tracking the ball or using his body to you know get away from defensive back. So Anthony Johnson, for me, is the wide receiver in this group, especially in one-on-ones. I want to see that speed. I want to see those routes. I think he's a more
0: refined player in this group, and I'm excited to watch. And I want to watch his routes, too. I want to see if he's more than a one-speed, track-the-ball-deep kind of guy. Yeah, and went I, underneath, I don't, went over the middle. I, Uh, You, me, I don't think we can overlook the fact that some of these guys are coming there with a wide receiver quarterback pairing. Will Greer throwing to both of his receivers is going to be huge. Uh, Jackson and Johnson teaming up is going to be huge. Getting there and having that timing with someone already is fantastic for your quarterback if he's going to be there. That's a very good point. I, I think I remember Derek Carr having a receiver from Fresno there, and it was like, oh, you could tell. They've been working out together a lot. Let's move on to the tight ends. It's a great tight end class. Not at the senior bowl. The juniors. Oh my God. The juniors are seven of them. Honestly, like there's like seven of them. Not at the senior bowl. It's a weak group of tight ends. There's some interesting athletes here though. I really like Josh Oliver from San Jose state. I think he's a very good athlete. Six foot five, 250 pounds. I would call him more of a move tight end uh, but he's a young prospect. He, I believe he's 21 years old. Really broke out in 2017. There were rumors he was going to declare last year, but comes back, has a very strong senior season. Um, uh, I've heard that he's just a great all-around athlete, uh, has some family that plays Major League Baseball. I know that's hot in the streets right now, as Melo would say. So uh, his, his cousin plays baseball. That's a pretty big deal. And you talk about tight ends. Not a great group here at the senior bowl, so I want to see this dude from Stetson. He's like six eight, two forty. Uh, his name is escaping me right now. Donald, Parham? Parham. yeah, uh, yes, is uh, maybe just a guy that can put his name in the ring with some of these juniors because the senior class is not strong. I there's You know, the guy out of LSU, there's some other people, Sample's great. Boston Moreau. Right, but who's going to separate themselves at the senior bowl to put themselves up there with the juniors? I think he has a chance as a small school guy that we haven't seen a lot of. uh, Come prove that you're a huge red zone target, and maybe you'll get your name up the board.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's an exciting junior tight end class. I feel like half the teams in the league could come away with a new starter in this draft, and one of those guys for me is going to be at the senior bowl. That's Drew Sample. I I don't think he's this highly athletic, you know, pass catching kind of tight end. But when you look at the guy that does a lot of dirty work for Miles Gaskin, especially those blocks on the outside to get those big gainers, I look at Drew Sample just putting in that kind of work and a guy that if he can be your tight end, too, he can be in a really, really effective starter and just kind of kick this thing back to you guys looking on the offensive line. I'm watching Nate Davis from Charlotte. He played right tackle for them. One of the nastiest offensive linemen in this draft in terms of just the style of play, but you know, not, you know, not really smooth in pass protection. I've seen him get beat a couple of times. I think teams will be interested in kicking him inside to guard. I think he actually might be listed as a guard on the senior bowl roster already. So we'll see him get a lot of reps there. Nate Davis is just, if you're looking for kind of that poor man's will Hernandez this year in mobile, this is the guy for me. Is he going to come
0: out in a mesh Jersey that doesn't I cover so. his belly and a cowboy <laughs> I, collar? I would love that so much. Connor, we got to talk about last year at the Senior Bowl. You and I up there in the booth. What do you think? There's like 12 people up there. Yeah, you we and got to start just lively gushing thought. over Will Hernandez. Yep, <laughs> and everyone else like he's a guard. You guys, yeah, you losers! You're watching yeah. a guard, okay. and it's like, Let's yeah, well, that. this
1: motherfucker's going top 50. So y'all better watch him because these guys suck. Besides the quarterbacks, <laughs>
0: wait, and but. guess what happened? He went top 50. Yeah, oh, he of did. course, he went right off like, the was, board in the beginning of day two. Right. Almost a first rounder at guard even. So, yeah, shout out to you on that one. If Connor says watch somebody at the senior bowl offensive line, you better do it. Uh, I'll give you a guy that Mississippi State, I don't know if he's a center. I don't know if he's a guard, but he can do both. Uh, Jenkins down there had a ton of good looks in practice, blocking that defensive line at Mississippi State. I think he's going to be able to prove how versatile he is. Uh, This week, because they will play him at center. They'll give him some looks at guard. They might even put him outside at tackle. Who knows? The dude can do everything on the offensive line. I think he's a first-rounder. I truly do. And I I was hesitant to list how many first-rounders I saw in this year's senior bowl class. Jenkins is one of them. There might be two to three quarterbacks down there. Uh, We don't see a lot of receiver or tight end. But from the O-line group, I think Elston Jenkins is a first-round talent. And my guy, Andre Diller, Washington State, I truly believe that he can leave mobile as the top offensive tackle in this year's class. We're hearing all these questions about Jonah Williams arm length. And I, I sat with a scout in in LA and I was like, what do you think about Jonah Williams? He's like, Oh my God, the film, but man, he's really small. Like, have you seen him in person? He's really small. Those questions are going to peep up. And I think a guy like Andre Dillard can do what Eric Fisher did. He can go to mobile, have a dominant week and walk away as the top tackle in the draft. So keep an eye on Washington state. I know people are like, Oh, that scheme is weird, and all these questions about Mike Leach and and Gardner Minshew. No, Andre Dillard is the dude to watch down there. All right, fellas, let's talk about the defensive side, which I think will dominate Immobile, which is true to form for the entire 2019 draft class. There's a lot of guys on defense, not as much on offense. Let's start with that D line group. I'm going to kick it off with Zach Allen from BC. He's listed as a defensive end, but he's 285 pounds, fellas. I think he's going to move into the inside. We had him on stick to football back in the fall. He talked about how he likes to play a one tech. He likes to play a four tech. He will move around. He is versatile, but I see his skill set working best on the inside with where the NFL is going, right? With so much uh, of the interior pressure becoming the trend, becoming the precedent, I think Zach Allen gets kicked inside and can definitely play there. Great guest was maybe even in the running for guest of the year. Uh, maybe, allegedly, I don't know. Uh, But next guy for me, a guy that gets his way into the Senior Bowl, kind of backdoors his way, Uh, Dalen Mack is a guy that we talked about last week a lot, Uh, balled out at the Shrine Bowl, gets the invite to come up to the Senior Bowl. I want to see what he can do as, like, that Puna Ford type guy. That's who I compared him to. I think he can find a role in the NFL. I don't know if he's going to be a star, but he's going to find a role where he can just come plug a gap, take up some blocks, and play for 10 years. And if he keeps working his ass off like he did last week, I think he's going to do it.
1: Yeah, he was the real deal coming out of high school. And after, you know, so much ridiculous expectations, it's good to see him finish off his college career and now draft status on a high note. Uh, for me on the D-line, this is somebody I got to see in person down in Miami, Gerald Willis the third. He's really rebuilt his career since leaving Florida, coming to Miami. He had, you know, some problems in the locker room at Florida apparently, but he was excellent for the Canes this year, and I, I think he's going to put on a show. I think in those one-on-ones for the D-line down there, he's strong, powerful, good hands. So I'm excited to see him. And looking on the outside pass rush at the edge position, it's Montez Sweat. I mean, this is just a no-brainer to me. I, I want to see what kind of athlete is he. He looks like he's that six-foot-six listed height is legit, at least six-five arms down to the ground. But can he win in other ways than just winning on the outside? Does he have an inside move? So. This edge group is a lot of fun. I know you guys each have a player you're really excited to talk about. I think Sweat might be the highlight of it.
0: He might be the top ranked guy. He reminds me of something Melo said last year on the podcast. He's long, strong, and down to get his pass rush on. <laughs> Sounds like oh something God. I would say. <laughs> That's so great. I'm happy that Montez sweat stuck in this and didn't drop out because we saw some guys, Josh Allen dropped out. I'm excited to see Montez sweat. How about our guy, Jalen Ferguson, Connor, you highlighted him this week on the stack football Instagram page as a prospect of the day. He has strong hands. He has quickness. He has the length to keep tackles off his body. He can loop around the edge. I believe he can play hand up or hand down can be that versatile edge rusher that teams want to see. I wouldn't be shocked with a strong week if he walks out of Mobile higher than some guys like Montez Sweat, like Jakai Polite, who there are now some character questions surfacing about how teams are going to perceive his maturity and responsibility. Someone like Jalen Ferguson could really swoop in and make himself some money. And this is such an advantage to these guys that are a senior because obviously Bose is going to go high, Josh Allen's going to go high, uh, but then we have to solidify who's going to be like that third pass rusher and the two coaches here the Niners coaches and the Raiders coach they're both going to be looking for pass rush guys so the fact that guys like Montez Sweat and Jalen Ferguson are going to be there is going to help them tremendously and if I want to highlight a guy who's going to be later in the rounds I'm going to go with Ben Bonigo out of TCU I think he's a great athlete who came in with a lot of hype over the year Uh, maybe didn't perform the way with it people thought he would but I think he can still come in and find a role Uh, We've seen pass rushers in the third round every year come in. Look at Justin Houston, who's still in the league doing great things, wasn't a high pick in the draft, but can still come in and have a great impact for a team. Yeah, I love it. Let's move on to the linebackers. As we kind of ran through this in our notes and our group text, it looks like a down year for off-ball linebackers, which is a bit of a surprise it, it's also a junior heavy group when you talk about guys like Devin White, Mac Wilson, Trey Lamar. And this is a very junior heavy group. The seniors, I think, were impacted by this. But I want to talk about David Long Jr. There are two David Longs in this draft class. Confusing as hell. They will play defense. More confusing. This one, a linebacker from West Virginia. Very good range. I think he projects well as an inside linebacker with where the NFL is going. You, you look at inside guys and you're like, okay, you got to rush. You got to stop the run. And you got to be able to cover. And I think David Long, what we saw from him uh, at West Virginia, he fits that mold of almost like a striker. He's not hes not big. He's 5'11". He's probably going to be in the 220 range. So whether you think of this as a, a big safety or a small linebacker, wherever you see him playing, I think this is somewhat like we've seen the league go here. He played Will Linebacker at West Virginia. Um, very, very productive there. I want to see, can our guy get off blocks? Can he use his length to keep his body clean? How's he looking in coverage? Because uh, this is the type of backer that teams are looking for. I agree with you. And I'm going to go with um, Tevin Coney out of Notre Dame. If you've watched any team play in the AFC this year, they got torched by the run. You look at the Chargers, look at the Chiefs. Everyone needs middle linebacker help, and I think this is a guy that can come in and immediately help your run-stop game. He's not going to be that first-round tier. Uh, I don't know that he'll get into the second-round tier either, but he's a guy that can come in and help you stop the run. Maybe he's not a three-down linebacker, but he's going to be a two-down backer, and he can help fill some gaps.
1: Yeah, you still need those smash-mouth guys, especially on the early downs. Look how New England has really powered their way through this postseason with a great run game. And that's why, you know, guys like Coney can help out. For me, it's Cam Smith. This is someone, man, I remember talking about Cam Smith with you guys a couple years ago over summer as a prospect for the 2018 class. And, you know, some bad injury luck, went back to school, ended up finishing the senior season. It feels like the USC guys, and there's a handful of them that are going to be down at Mobile, haven't really gotten a lot of love this year just because the team hasn't been as good as they usually are. And if Cam Smith can get down there and show off some athleticism, a guy that can help out in coverage and against the run, I think it'll do him a lot of favors. And he has starting linebacker potential.
0: Yeah. And I want to see what he weighs in at because I, the rumors that we had heard was that he lost some weight and like trimmed up to better play in coverage. I, he was like 250 as a junior. So yeah. that's what he's yeah, listed he, at on the Senior Bowl website. I don't know that that's going to be what he weighs in at. So I might actually have to wake my ass up Tuesday morning. Probably won't. Bullshit. They'll give them reports. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Someone will tweet the wait for me, but I'm excited to see Cam Smith. That's a great pick from you, Connor. Let's go DBs. I'm so excited for this guy. It's like for three months, I've been keeping his name on the down low and just telling you guys that I love him. Rock Yassen. Best name of the draft? Maybe. Most physical in the dr- corner in the draft? Maybe. Like this dude will break your chest with a punch right to you. Great at the line of scrimmage, super physical. This is a very good corner group. I think Jim Nagy did a great job of finding big physical guys. Coming out of Temple, he's 6'2, 190, can turn and run. I think he can play himself into the second round with a good week. And I, I've got to throw a Texas guy in here, too. I can't make it through this whole roster without getting one. So I am going to put Chris Boyd on there. Uh, I'm still even watching him after four years. I'm still not real sure what he is. I don't know if he's just an uber-athletic guy who needs to work on his fundamentals a little bit or, or what it is. But at times, he looks like a round one corner. And then other times, it's like, why the hell is he on the field? Let's get a freshman in there to take his place. So I want to see what Chris Boyd can do against some really good, talented receivers at the Senior Bowl.
1: Uh, Each year, I always look for my spider cornerbacks, the guys that have the arms that are just ridiculously long. They almost don't even look, you know, natural. It's like, wow, the guy's wingspan. It's it's a basketball kind of wingspan. This year, it's Lonnie Johnson Jr. for me from Kentucky. He's a legit 6'3". Most of the time you see a corner listed at 6'3", and you're like, yeah, bullshit, that dude's six feet tall. Uh, I think Lonnie Johnson is right between 6'2 and 6'3". He's going to go out there physical player you know a former 4 star coming out of junior college and that Kentucky defense was legit this year. I know we talk about Josh Allen all the time, but they had three defensive backs in there too and and Lonnie Johnson was the dude looking at safety. I, I know Matt has really liked this guy for a while, Jonathan Abram. He, he's just rock solid, kind of a do-it-all safety. I, I want to see him in coverage though down there. So I'm excited, so I always love watching the DBs. Like I said, you get to see their length in person. You get to see their speed and how fluid they are in coverage, and these are two guys I'll really highlight throughout the week.
0: If I could do a Twitter scouting report of Jonathan Abram, it would be he will knock you the fuck out. Yep. like He's going to get kicked out of senior bowl practices because he's going to knock someone out. like Guaranteed. Uh, He got a targeting foul this year, and I was like, yeah. it's a good hit. Like, He's like a pitcher that just hit somebody early in the it's like game. Like Nolan Ryan. Yeah, exactly like that. It's I love setter. love Jonathan Abram. I'm going to go 180 on you. Nasir Adderley from Delaware. Super athletic sleeper. I believe he could play some nickel, has some experience as corner and coverage. He's, he's really, really nice. And with where the league's going, everyone's running five DBs all the time. You need someone like Adderley. My hot take on him, don't be shocked if he goes top 40. And you guys definitely took the safeties that I was looking at. Um, So I'm going to cheat a little bit here. uh, And I'm going to take a corner that I think can play safety. And I think, Connor, you tweeted about this too. And I totally agree with you. Amon Marshall out of USC is a guy who is huge at corner 6'1", 205. I think that he's going to get some looks here this week at safety and see what he can do there. He's a little big, not very fluid at corner, but I think he can come in and maybe transition to a safety. We've, we've seen guys do it every year in the senior bowl, so the NFL will get their hands on him and maybe play him more at safety.
1: Yeah, I think that's spot on. I think when you look at Biggie Marshall, I mean, another guy like Dalen Mack, just the real deal coming out of high school, was going to go to Florida State, stays home, goes to USC, And, I mean, there was high expectations from him at corner, and he never really lived up to them. But I think his skill set fits better at safety. He's a good tackler. You know, he does struggle to turn and run when he plays the line of scrimmage as a corner. Maybe safety can mitigate some of those issues. We'll see. But that's that's what
0: the senior bowl is absolutely perfect for. And it's perfect for a guy like this who was a four-year starter and came in as a high recruit and kind of become an afterthought in that defense. Now with a good week, like Dalen Mack, has a chance to rehab his stock a little bit. We've already opened beers, so you're not going to get to hear uh, their bottles, too. So a couple of them. You're, you're a couple of them. A couple of them. Uh, Chiefs lost. We opened some beers. We had to have some fun tonight just to get in the spirit of Senior Bowl week. But it's draft on draft time. This is our favorite part of the show. And if you all want to interact with the show, come out. Draft Picks tap room Monday and Wednesday night in Mobile on Dolphin Street, seven. 7- p.m. We're going to be giving away swag. Mellow. we have stickers, koozies, wristbands. Helmet We're details. signing onesies. <laughs> we are. There. Yeah, I'm very excited about the fans that we will get to meet this year. Yeah, very excited. There's a cow named Mellow now. Jesus, you guys are He's the best. He's not going to be at the Senior Bowl this year. Unfortunately, maybe next year. Y'all are the best. Here are your questions for the week. Aunt the Oreo. Love you, brother. Listener of the year. Listener of the year. Who's the best jump ball prospect in this year's draft, and what running backs stand out to you guys specifically as pass catching threats? I don't want to speak for the group. There's one jump ball dude in this class I'm very excited about, and that is Hakeem Butler. Yeah, that's where I was gonna go. If your name is Hakeem, you got to be good the around dream. the rim.
1: Man, I, I don't think that's wrong at all. I look at Butler; he's like not only the biggest guy, but he uses. That height to go up and snatch it. I also, it's a shame he ended up staying, but I thought Colin Johnson, your guy at Texas, yeah, for sure. Thought, not I, a shame. Yeah, it's true. Good for not you. Not a shame. I thought he would have been in that conversation as well. And I know a lot of people here are going to say, what about Nikhil Harry? I actually don't think he's a great, he's a good jump ball guy. He's not like, he's not nearly as good as Sakeem Butler. There's times he doesn't go up as strong.
0: He's like a catch in traffic, not a go up high. To exactly. Get. He's not Josh Dachson. Yeah, I saw he that. He was like all jump ball.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how healthy DK Metcalf is because there was times where he was really, really good at that. He's just got to be on the field, but he's an exciting player in those situations. Man, it
0: sounds like scouts like AJ Brown more, but it's early, very early. And they got uh, the Marcus Lodge was just a shrine him week. going in. Yeah. So and as far as running backs, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery. Draw Henderson. There you go.
1: Yeah, it's. But those I mean, are the guys. I mean, we'll find more as we go, but it's like those are the dudes. Those are the. We're
0: gonna uh, find some five the best, six the best. kid from D three, and the Bears are gonna take him. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> Build an <laughs> All offense right, of little people. Yeah, right. I'll try out.
0: <laughs> you were at the Senior Bowl last year, Connor. I think they're gonna be on to that. Braxton and Barry, Andy Isabella is there this year. It's the yeah, same yeah, fucking guy. True. God. All right, Patrick Chamberlain from Reddit, which I appreciate. Now that the NFL draft declaration day has come and gone, who's the player who declared that surprises you the most? Conversely, who's the player who surprised you the most? I got to scroll by not declaring. The biggest surprise by not declaring for me was Derek Brown from Auburn. Like I thought for sure this dude was gone and he didn't come out. I don't know that anyone surprised me by declaring, you know what? Never mind, Kyler Murray. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk about him all year for a reason, and that's because the A's drafted him, like, number nine overall. So we all thought he was going to go there. Uh, guys that I'm surprised didn't call, declare it would still be Justin Herbert. I, I really know – I don't know if he made the right choice. I think he probably should have come out this year, and he would have been taken at like, two or three overall. Next year, I don't know if he's a top ten quarterback.
1: The guy I'm surprised that didn't declare – who would have just been in the answer to the last question is Keyshawn Vaughn from Vandy. I mean, he, he would have been a top five running back just because of explosive plays and pass catching. So I have no problem with guys going back to school, especially him, you know, start his career at Illinois, end up transferring and then find success later on now. But um, I mean, he would have been a top 75 pick in this
0: draft. Clayton Smars. Well, C Smars NFL draft. It's Clayton. Uh, He hung up with us last year. He wants to know who are you guys most looking forward to seeing at the senior bowl on and off the field? Oh, wow. Mello. I saw this DM and I replied to him that it was, it was Clayton. I'm excited to see him off the field, I guess would be the answer there Uh, on the field. Who am I most excited to see? I would say, honestly, it's drew Locke. Like you guys got, you beat me to it. I would have put him as my quarterback to watch. I really want to get a good look at him and see what is he really. I want to see
1: Hunter Renfro because I want to see if we look exactly the same. If we were both in pads, he's, let's see, 5'10", 180. So I want to see Hunter Renfro on the field. And I want to see if I could find the next Wayne Corbett for the Jets and not the next Julian Edelman. Thank you very I much. Wonder if-
0: if he's just going to come in and be on the ground all day like Braxton Berrios was too.
1: <laughs> that was the best. He's just like, I mean, I can't imagine how much turf burn he had by the end of that week. It doesn't matter what you well, he have. Did, he got hurt.
0: Yeah, he so did. So he didn't make it very long. It's yeah. hard for me to narrow my... Off the field list down. I'm excited to see our buddy Adam Heisler, who yes. lives in Mobile. I'm excited to see Jared Brown. Unfortunately, our guy Matt Bowen won't be there this year. It's been my first senior bowl without Matt Bowen. Is Matt no. Mayock going to be there? Matt Matt Mayock? Mike Mayock? Mike Mayock. Yeah, he will be as a Raiders GM. So many people I'm excited to see off off the field. I think, man, on the field, I don't know. That's tough. Probably Daniel Jones. I want to see if, if the hype's real. All right. Mason Whitlock. Uh, Instagram DM. Ooh, oh, hey! Whoa, getting whoa getting that's
1: aggressive. No, I'm just yeah, it really I is. get them all the whoa. time.
0: <laughs> Back off! Hey, guys, member of the self-proclaimed stick to football listeners Hall of Fame. jesus is that is that a thing? I think he started that I, oh, I didn't. They like, have a chat uh, listener. Like, it's like really good. Club. All right, Dan Dan here's Barnes. my question what's the latest you see Kyler Marin getting drafted? Also, doesn't he still have time to change his mind and withdraw from the draft? If he did that, could he return to Oklahoma? So it's a complicated situation. He could not return to Oklahoma at this point. He could change his mind and play baseball, but he could not go back to Oklahoma. Yeah, I think that, what do they give him, like three days to three change days. their mind? Uh, and that has passed already. So he he can definitely change his mind and say, no, I'm going to go play baseball, but he's, he's definitely out on going back to Oklahoma.
1: I still can't see him getting out of the top 15. I've am i been convinced for a while Kyler Murray will be on the NFL field
0: next year as a quarterback. Sorry, A's fans. Sorry. I agree with you completely, and I, I think he goes top 15 too. And you look at the NFL 10 years ago, they said, okay, come play quarterback, see you over everyone, you stay in one spot and we're going to protect you. And that is not the way that the NFL goes anymore. You have quarterbacks moving all over the pocket, and that's what Kyler Murray can do. And if they get him moving around, then his height isn't as big of an issue. I mean, Russell Wilson's maybe six foot tall. Baker Mayfield's six foot tall. There are guys that can do it. And I think if you move your quarterback around – it it can work for you. And Kyler Murray has an incredibly strong arm, especially if you factor in the fact that he weighs 180 pounds. The dude can probably throw the football 60 yards. So there are a lot of traits, just like Drew Locke, that teams are gonna fall in love with. I, I think Russell Wilson's 5'10. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I've stood is. next yeah. to him, damn taller. Alex Tremlin, 97. How come Lucas Dennis and Michael Jackson ended up at the Shrine Game and out at the Senior Bowl? Lucas Dennis is from Bossy College. Michael Jackson uh, is from Thriller, also (laughs) from Miami. I think with Lucas Dennis, he had a bad year. And I think there are questions about his ability to turn and run. And Michael Jackson, we talked about uh, last week, I think, on this show and and mentioned some of the same things. The guy just doesn't run well. And the Senior Bowl, as much as Jim Nagy and his staff do a great job of evaluating players on their own, they are also holding spots for players that NFL scouts want to see. So I think that's why, whether it's Lucas Dennis or Brent Ripon or Michael Jackson or Easton Stick, we can't get all the guys that we might want to see in Mobile.
1: I think Matt summed that up pretty good, unless you have thoughts to add, Melo.
0: So <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> this nope.
1: one from Brandon Albert, another IGDM. You guys are getting real crazy these days. Uh, I like it, though. When you look at big body guys like Alshon Jeffrey, Mike Williams, Laquan Treadwell, and Nikhil Harry, can you explain what makes them different since they all basically have the same problem as, you know, trouble separating? That's what we always say. Hey, can he separate? Can he run? This and that. So I think that's a really interesting question because they're all, as much as, yeah, they're all the big body guys, those guys are also different. Like, I look at Alshon Jeffrey and Mike Williams, and I think they're both elite at high-pointing the football. I mean, you see whether it's Wentz Foles, or rivers, those guys feel very comfortable at throwing it up to those guys, especially on the sideline or in the red zone where Laquan is just, I don't even know where to start because struggles McGee. He's not Can't a good catch. route runner. He, he doesn't have good hands and I'll be honest. I'd liked him coming out. I thought he would be way better than this. So the problem's all over the place and the a lot of eyes are going to be on how he runs, Uh, you know, how rounded out his game is. So, that's just some of the factors. I'll let you guys handle the rest. There's a lot, though, that you can divvy up with the big-body receivers.
0: Well, I mean, I, I played receiver. I coached receivers. I've scouted them for a long time. And one of the first things I look at is, how do you separate? Is it with length? Is it with speed? Is it with route running? Because you have to be able to separate. And I think hindsight would tell us that someone like Alshon is not very fast, but he's a crafty route runner, and he has a great catch radius. You've got Michael Thomas with, with the Saints. Very similar deal. four five seven but very crafty as a route runner and his catch uh, percentage is the highest in the NFL. He does not drop the football. Where does Laquan Treadwell struggle? He drops the ball. He, he doesn't, he's not a crisp route runner. I think work ethic comes into question there. So whether it's Nikhil Harry or DK Metcalf or AJ Brown, LJ Humphrey, there's be a lot of guys in this class who are thicker body guys. We have to evaluate and figure out, okay, where and how do you separate some of that? is not a miss in the draft evaluation, by the way, some of it's a miss in the coaching evaluation of how do we fit this guy in? Like no excuses for Laquan Treadwell, but he's stuck behind Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. Could they not find a way to work him into that rotation? You, we've seen Josh Doxon have a nice resurrection. Michael Thomas has been red hot since he came out. I think sometimes you, you just have a failure of coaching to be creative and get them on the field. and, uh, and- Nikhil Harry's my guy too he just hasn't been exposed to a lot of routes and I don't know if that's on him or if it's on his coaching staff so going to the combine is going to be a very good sample size of what he can actually do and he might be Mike Williams he might be Lacon Treadwell like we just don't know yet yeah last question from our buddy JQTV any sleeper day two offensive lineman that can make an immediate impact Yeah, I think so. I I think Melo, your guy, David Edwards at Wisconsin is going to be a day two pick who could start at right tackle. Uh, You get into Bobby Evans at Oklahoma, Max Sharping at Northern Illinois, a guy we're going to see at senior bowl. Uh, There's some guards, Connor McGovern, Penn State, Michael Dieter, Wisconsin, Michael Jordan, Ohio State. I actually think round two is a pretty good area to get an offensive lineman in this year's draft. I feel like a lot of teams reached a little bit for those interior linemen last year. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple more of them fall this year, just because the defense is so strong too. Everybody's going to go get their defensive linemen and edge rushers. So I even think a guy like Jenkins out of Mississippi state could fall to the second round. And we definitely talked highly of him today.
1: Yeah. And another senior bowl guy, Dalton Risner. I mean, when is he going to come off? I the board? was about to say, I don't yes. think he goes first round, but I think he could be an effective starter at the next level. So and then we talk about all these guys who's going to make it into the first round. Like, it seems like Jonah Williams, you know, obviously Yadni Kajust and Cody Ford, uh, Andre Dillard, Matt's guy from earlier. I mean, it seems ben like Powers. Yeah, it, it seems like all those guys are right up there in the first round conversation. But somebody's got to fall. I talked about Nate Davis. I mean, he's raw, but there's a lot of raw offensive guards taken on day two or tackle converts to offensive guards that are effective a lot quicker than we expect. So. I think this is, I actually think this is a sneaky deep
0: draft for offensive line. It might be a sneaky deep draft everywhere. Like, honestly, we've panned this draft a little bit, but now that we know the 135 juniors who were in, it's like, oh, well, man. that's, yeah, that's I, insane. This might be a deep, deep draft. That's another conversation for another day. All right, folks, that's our show. We will be live Monday night, Mobile, Alabama, draft picks tap room. DM us if you want directions or me giving all kinds of stuff away or just google it or google it 2019 or that hey siri where's my phone's gonna pop up now uh come out hang out with us we're gonna be giving away swag giving away merch taking your questions live come monday come wednesday come both or just come once we don't care come hang out we'll be there if not make sure you listen Every morning, Senior Bowl week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're gonna have a new show for you, breaking down everything we're seeing in Mobile. Make sure, super important, follow Stick to Football on Instagram. We're gonna have a lot of behind-the-scenes content, thoughts from practice. The three of us morons going live, I'm sure at some point, and. We're going to have a special guest in the booth on Tuesday. You've already ruined it on Friday. I know, but I'm just saying. It's going to be us and Dana Holgerson in the booth. It's going to be wild. Connor and I specifically told Matt not to mention (laughs) it. Don't give it away. And so what's he do Friday morning? Just announces it. Oh, we're going to have Dana Holgerson. We might. If if he backs out, you know it wasn't on our end. So you can go down to Houston. You can blame him. Everyone's gonna blame me now. Thanks, appreciate oh, it. We have sugar-free Wait. Red Bull in the booth for you, Coach. You want to win some games? Let's go win some games. Go win some games. He's got like six players there. We got to talk about them. All right, we will talk to you all Tuesday morning. You will hear us. We'll be at draft picks tap room. Hopefully, you were there with us. If not, enjoy the show and have a great Senior Bowl week. I know we will.